Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. Hi. Hi. So just before you hit record, I, I was like, I'm not in the closet. It's my first time <laughs> not recording in my closet. But uh, you have to let me know if you don't like the sound quality. Um, I'll go find a closet to sit in. No, it sounds fine so far. Okay. It's a nice looking place. It is. This is uh, my host host housing in uh in Michigan. The uh the woman uh, who lives here uh said I could stay here and then realized that she was having her floors redone <laughs> at the same time. So she's left. She went to her cottage. Oh, okay. <laughs> and left me <laughs> in the house that's getting its floors redone. Um but uh, she checked in on me today. She's like, gosh, I feel so bad about that. I'm like, you know what? You left me with a hot contractor. I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> um, no, I have, yeah. Behind you. Yeah. In the corner of the fireplace mantle between the uh, down. Yes. What the fuck is that face? It's a face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a face. It scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I was here. Hold on. I'll get it and show it. I was like talking that you were talking and then I look over your shoulder. I was like, what? It's like an Eskimo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, What the hell? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Why is right there? I don't know. Yeah, I about shit myself the first night. Yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. (laughs) I can't believe you can see that because I can't really see it. I I can tell that it is a face. From here, it looks like a face, but the fur looks like a crazy rat's nest of hair. So it looks. I didn't know if it was a Halloween direction uh, decoration. So the the day after Comic Con, when I was just like decompressing, I watched um stranger things season three i binged it which is like one of the only new things oh, that is, i've is that out now S- season three's been out for a long time oh, okay it's, it's not the new one okay no the new one isn't coming until next year i don't think so <gasps> okay uh have you watched all of them i think so yeah okay so i had i'd watched you know season one and two when it came out but i haven't really delved into anything new for a long time uh so it's like you know what i'm not doing anything like i had a plan to not do anything that day uh so it's like you know what i'm gonna binge something because i haven't yes. done that in a really long time and it was only like eight or nine episodes long so yeah it was a real bummer because you're like oh. yeah i know i want more but yeah. it was a it was a day like just great <laughs> i can finish this in a day watch a i loved it but there were three little things that called back to supernatural oh um which i only noticed because we've been doing this and it's fresh (laughs) like it's been three episodes that are fresh in our minds little things one they used the song uh i can't fight this feeling anymore anymore. in a very pointed way the same way that they did they used the song Cold as Ice <laughs> in a very <laughs> pointed way, like signifying someone's being a bitch. Bitch, yes. <laughs> and then, finally, they're at a, a, a carnival or a festival or something, and uh-huh. they go into a fun house, which is also basically a creepy haunted house. 
Yes. <laughs> I was like, is this a That's, thing? This is, is this a thing to have fun houses basically be a haunted house instead of an actual fun house? Yes. You know, <laughs> to make so. it to ruin all of your childhood memories. I know. You know, or all the things that could be fun for kids. Yes. Season two, episode eight, Crossroad Blues. She'll make your dreams come true for a price, your soul. Dean confronts a demon straight out of Faust who makes the young ghoul hunter a startling and tempting offer. Written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Steve Boyum. Do we know Steve? Doesn't sound familiar. No, I know. I think that's the first one that I've seen him do. So this is this episode kind of signifies the beginning of Sam and Dean making deals. With demons. Oh, yeah. This was a huge introduction to a big, not necessarily, kind of a character. Yeah, the idea of the crossroad demon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, an interview that Sarah said, it was like, this was just a one-off episode, but it did turn out to be a huge it, key for future things. Yeah, it was definitely opened a door to a pathway for Supernatural to, yeah. to go down. It's, yeah. When I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the introduction of this is it. <laughs> uh, of of making deals with demons. And yeah, this is an, an origin story to, uh, yes, to a point that's it. almost. Mm-hmm. Yes. Keys to the recap. We see uh the scenes from the finale where the boys almost the boys and dad almost die. We see scenes where dad is talking about not hunting the demon, making the deal with the demon. We see Dean on his literal deathbed, and we also see scenes of introduction of the devil's oh. trap. Right, with Meg. Yes, yeah. Meg and Bobby and all of that. Yeah. So the cold opening starts with the the Chiron that says 1938. So mm-hmm. was it Ro- Rosedale? Is it Rosedale? Greenwood, or it Greenwood Mississippi. Mississippi. Um, 1938. Yes. And so that's different all, all together with the exception yeah. again. So it starts out, you hear blues music playing blues guitar, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a, there's a guy in a blues bar in not, I want to say seedy, but just a, 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 a kind of a rundown bar. It's a little hot. bit of a dive bar, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but it's not, it's not, uh. Well, who knows, like, in the 1930s what, it probably right. is just a standard bar. Just, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Just a standard, standard bar, like a speakeasy, you know, people just want to yeah, get, yeah. get out of the house and go listen to, he's, the guy's just sitting in a chair playing guitar, you know, mm-hmm. he's not on a stage, he's not, it's not that kind of place, he's just yeah. got a cigarette, playing guitar, and people are just, mm-hmm enjoying listening to the guitar and uh but while he's playing like suddenly he sees shadows run by the window yes he Um, sees the shadows but he's also hearing noises he's hearing like the dog growling and the barking yeah Yeah. and it's like this weird kind of like hollow dog barking it's not just like bark bark dogs outside it's like big hollow unnatural dog yeah barking and he hears it again, he sees the shadows again, and he finally gets scared enough that he stands up and bolts. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just, like, runs out the door, leaving everybody in the bar like, qua? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as he's, as he's uh, like, running down the, the street, I'm assuming he's heading home, he stops to see if, like, 
are the sounds still there? He hears the sounds again. And this time he's so scared. He like drops his guitar. It busts open. Mm -hmm. And now he's just like fleeing for his life. And uh, he runs home, slams the door closed, jams a chair up under the doorknob. And, and you just hear like body slamming against his front door. And it's, abrupt and it's scary and it's the barking mm-hmm. and the, the dogs are obviously having chased him home. I like this little cut shot that they did where, you know, he's sitting there shaking in anticipation of the door being bust open because these dogs are desperately yeah. trying to get in. And then when the door does bust open, it's some people that were it's at the people bar, people that he bar. knew, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. And he's already on the ground, like shaking. He's like having a seizure. It looked like, it yeah. looked like he was like, you know, not fully convulsing, but it looked like he was like frozen in fear, you know, yeah. and seizing. And so they think he's having a medical issue. And so they're like, oh, my God, you know, go go get a doctor. Let's find out what's wrong with him. And yeah. uh, this this there's a woman who uh, she was in the bar intently listening to him, like really enjoying his music. And so she's she obviously knows him because she like takes his face, cradles his head, you mm-hmm. know, and she's like, you know don't you die on me now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But yeah, that was a great shot. Cause I thought it was going to be the dogs just yeah. bursting in through the door and it yeah. wasn't, but like, as he's being cradled in her, in her arms, the last thing he says is, what does he say? Black dogs. Yeah. He's big like, dogs. Yeah. Big black dogs, big black dogs and stares at, she's wearing a crucifix necklace and he's kind of staring at that yeah. intently. And, and then we cut to the title screen title screen. So my question was like, did he die? Who, who knows? Oh, I don't, we did not see. We didn't, we didn't see, see him, him die. Because he right. was definitely still moving. Albeit uh, seizuring, maybe. Yes, yes. But definitely alive by the time it cuts to the title screen. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't tell. And so I was yeah. like, oh, no. So I thought the next scene was going to be him. But it, mm, but but it wasn't. It's not. So it's back to present day. The boys are in a diner. <laughs> Surprise. <Shocking>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sam's looking up basically Dean's rap sheet and he's commenting that like, well, now you've done it. <laughs> Look at you. Not only do you have a warrant for your arrest in St. Louis, but now you're in the Fed's database. And Dean is. He's happy. He's so proud of himself. He's, he's like, so oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah comparing himself rubbing, to a gangster. Yeah. And rubbing it in Sam's face. He's like, you're jealous. Yeah. You, what, what, what does it say what about you? What do you have? What yeah. do you have? And what do you know for? <laughs> nothing yeah but sam's like yeah how are we supposed to be like under the radar now if you are on everybody's radar yeah yeah you know but dean doesn't care he's just he's just thinks he's hot shit yes and poking fun Um, at sam because he's not hot not (laughs) i felt like saying well sam you know if you hadn't been so hopped up on (laughs) painkiller but so sam has found some leads on potential uh hunts um, yes, now they find now they discuss the case. It yeah. seems like they've already kind of found the case and now Dean is just asking about details of it. Mm-hmm. Um an architect had jumped off the roof of his own building, like the building that he designed mm-hmm. and he lived designed. in, uh claiming 2 days before that that wild vicious black dogs were after him. He had called animal control about it, but there were no eyewitnesses that saw or heard this dog and also were suspicious of the fact that a dog could enter into this luxury <laughs> building, right. hit the buttons on the elevator, right. uh, make their way up unseen, to his apartment, unheard, right. yeah, unlock right. the door. 
they actually mentioned maybe it was a death omen. Yes. So they, there's like, okay, so black dog. And then they continue to speak about a black dog, not in the way of a, a dog that is black colored, but in a, uh, like, they already know what dark, quote yeah. unquote, black dog is. You know, they're like, well, sometimes it's a death omen, sometimes it's bad luck. They're just big and nasty, whatever the hap- whatever the hell they happen to be. I I had not really been aware of like a black dogs in uh, in like mythologies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did look yeah. it up. It's a very British thing. <laughs> really? Because it's like black cats. We know everybody knows that, but right, nobody. It's bad luck I don't a black cat. But British, huh? Yes, in the United Kingdom, there's tons of urban legends about black dogs. There's tons of different names for them. Such as Black Shuck, Gert Dog, Barguest. I think that's that's how it's spelled. I'm not sure if that's how. Oh, they okay. Would I was like, that sounds know. like that sounds pretty friendly. The guy mm, at the bar. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Harry Hound, Yeth Hound, Padfoot, and Grim. And those last two are from Harry Potter, or like Harry Potter used those. There's oh, a mention okay. of there. There is a black dog in one of the books. That at first is thought of as the Grim. That's how they refer to it, which is like a bad luck omen, a death omen. Turns out it's Harry's godfather who can turn willingly into a into black a dog. dog. But okay. his his uh, his code name whilst a dog is Padfoot. And huh. his his real name or his character's name is Sirius, Sirius Black. Right. So Sirius that... is the dog star. So there's a whole. It's not subtle gotcha. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. It's yeah. what it is. But no, yeah. it's interesting because when you said Grim, the first thing I was thinking of is like the brothers Grim or the Grim right. Reaper. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that about the about black dogs. I was. Just, I didn't either. I jumped to what I know about supernatural, which I try to keep out of. <laughs> yeah our discussions until we get to it so that's why i was trying to like keep myself back i don't want to talk about what we now know right about dogs in supernatural right but it was because of the way that they were talking about it it wasn't like they were why would you mention a black dog and then do research on black dog they already knew you know they're like well this could be a death omen it could be yeah it could be the death omen i guess let's check it out and see if it actually is right so then they do. They go speak to the architect's business partner. Right. As <laughs> journalists. They're, they're writing a tribute. They got yes. their tweed jackets on. They got their ties. You know, not, again, not their Blues Brothers. They're looking very, they actually do look like journalists. Yeah. And of course, the the business partner's like, of course, they're doing a tribute to this guy. You know, he was he was the golden child. But it's like, where did... Where did his skill and talent come from? So he used to be a bartender. And then the next day he was designing like award-winning knockout architecture. Yeah. And then he kills himself. Like who does that? Who does Mm -hmm. that? He was on top of the world. So, okay. He was not only a bartender, but a bartender at Lloyd's. Yes. (laughs) Which sounds to me like the worst country bar ever. (laughs) Lloyd's. But yeah, so he killed himself for no apparent reason. He was on top of the world. He had everything to live for and and then yelled about dogs and then killed himself. Yeah. He didn't seem too heartbroken over it. He didn't, but I think it's I think it came out of his jealousy over Oh totally. 
So, you know, he was, where did his talent come from? How did yeah. he suddenly gain all of this, not only talent, but notoriety? Right. Because he says when he was this bartender, he couldn't even design a pup tent. And then overnight, <laughs> he became basically the Mozart of architects. Right. So what right. the hell? Opera. I am doing Don Giovanni right now, which is Mozart. And um, they mentioned Faust in the synopsis. They did. Although I'm sure I, they were referring to the book and not the opera. And not the opera. Whatever. Well, we'll we'll take it. It's the same story. Right. So, but because they, the our, uh, the business partner was talking about the dogs, like he mentioned barking dogs, they the Sam and Dean decided to go to the animal protection agency to to check into the claims of of people have been calling in about dogs. Yes. Like, has anybody else been calling in about dogs? Yes. They find from uh, Carly, <laughs> who kayaks, and yes, and they're her breasts, real. Her yeah. breasts are real. <laughs> I was like, uh, and douchebag Dean is back. There he is. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Yes, they're real. <laughs> My question is, did she tell him? Did he ask, <laughs> you know, or does did he, he just did know? Did he just like, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, how did that come up in conversation? But yes, besides besides finding out that she's got real breasts, they did find 19 calls and all were made about a uh, big black dog complaints or, you know, what have you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're both laughing at the same thing. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this this completely dates the show, which I found hilarious. But Carly yep. had also put a post-it note on the the reports of her MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> but Dean didn't know what that was, Doesn't which is know what a MySpace page hysterical. Is. He thought it was a porn site. Yeah. But what's so funny about that, there are two things. A, it's so dated. And B, you know, what is MySpace now? It's nothing. Right. It's not, it's not, it's not anymore. It doesn't, which is, which makes it doubly funny. Yes. Is that at that time, he didn't know what it was. Right. And watching it now, nobody knows what no it is. No one would know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> if someone were to like hop in now, they would yeah. probably think that it was a, you know how some shows they don't use the word Facebook; they use right. like a like face page or yes, my yes. page, Fa- shit right, like that. Right, right. They, I assume, like if someone start watching this now and they came across MySpace, they would probably think <laughs> it was made up. Right, right, right. Oh, MySpace. Oh, I luckily i I had the option of MySpace, Facebook, and by the time I got into Facebook, MySpace was already not the thing to do. So I didn't have to make a choice um, Mm -hmm. or delete my MySpace page. (laughs) I definitely had a MySpace. I loved MySpace. I still kind of miss it sometimes. Oh. Well, you could customize it. You could. So, you know, Facebook is just like the white, right? You don't really get a decision on how it looks. But if I were, if you were to come to my MySpace page, it would have like a custom background. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have music playing, like whatever song you wanted, you could code in music there. You could, you can write blog posts. I did write a lot of blog posts. Um, I I had a, I had my own blog site too. Yeah. They were always very emo. (laughs) (laughs) That was the thing to be. (laughs) Moving on, they, Head to one of the complainants, 
Yeah. They've been knocking on doors all day of everybody who filed a complaint about barking dogs. Yes. Apparently came across a lot of Pomeranians barking in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. People encountered Pomeranians, (laughs) but no big black dogs, except for this one house. Yes. That they And they they approach as persona number two. Animal control. Yes. But in the same suits. As (laughs) As <laughs> as the journalist. But that's okay. Different person, they wouldn't know any better. No, of course not. But they're not in, like, uniforms. Like, if animal control came to your right. door, they would be in, you know. Like jumpsuits or something Jumpsuits like that, or, yeah. yeah, or a logoed shirt that, of some kind yeah. that dogs can chew on and shit on. and Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, they, uh, they show up at the, the door of a, of a doctor. Right? Is it like her mm-hmm. house or her? Um... It's her house, but her maid is there, not she, not oh. the doctor herself. So she says, "No, she left two days ago. Um, not quite sure where she went, but the doctor kept saying that there was a dog, but the maid did not hear or see any dog. Yeah, and she said, "I thought maybe she was like seeing things, but that's really yeah. not like her." Right. She was like the youngest doctor appointed to what is she like head of the hospital or something she was head surgeon head Uh, surgeon at the hospital and she was like 42 or 43 or something yeah and dean commented yeah it's like that's pretty young to be in such a high position and the maid mentions oh yeah 10 years ago she something 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 so there was a again a mention of 10 years ago 10 years ago yeah which you can see you can see clicking with the boys you know they, they <laughs> look at each other with a very knowing look knowing and, look and dean once again is snooping through people's <laughs> personal items yeah. in their house so he pulls a picture off the fridge of her and a couple of friends having some drinks looks at the back of the picture and notices oh look at that this was taken at Lloyd's Bar, Lloyd's Bar. <laughs> 10 years ago, 1996. Quite the place. I... <laughs> yeah. We cut to a woman in a, a very sexy motel room, I have to yes. say. It's very, like, moody red and curtains. dark. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like red. Some one side of it is, like, red wallpaper, red quilts on the bed. Yeah. And, like, deep and dark, chocolatey. I, I thought it was kind of dingy, but not in a bad way, just like moody red. It was very moody in a yes. good way. Uh, but anyway, this woman, she's very, she seems strung out almost. Like she's very paranoid. Yeah. She's jumpy her, at every little sound. Her hair is all down and kind of scraggly. Unkempt. She's not been uh, showering or brushing her hair for yeah. probably the couple of days that she's been there. Yeah. Distressed, I would say, is what she looks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She looks distressed. The motel manager knocks on the door and says, listen, lady, you know, I either got to kick you out or you got to pay for another night. She's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yep. Pulls Uh-oh. out a, a bunch of cash. Yep. Take it. <laughs> yes. But as she's giving it to him, his face. He like turned into a ghoul. It oh was like this God. weird ghouly thing. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to grab her. I. Yes. It really freaked me out. It was a weird, uh, it was just a weird thing. Yeah. Really, and she's really like, scary. blah, slams yep. the door closed. And then you see the guy's face and it's all regular again. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like, all right, crazy lady. 
See, at this point, I couldn't tell if she was just seeing things or if he was in on it. Right. I told you. you know I, I, mean? I was like, he's going to grab her. Yeah. Or like the face. Was, it was kind of like his facial expression as after she slammed the door and you could see the profile of his face. It was like, a little bit smirky. Yes. Yes. But and I, it almost seemed like he was in on. In on it. What, yeah. yeah he did. He did that to her. Right. But I think we learn later that's not the case. Later was not the case, but I honestly yeah. couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, but that did really creep me out. I was not expecting yeah. that uh-huh. at uh-huh. all. Nope. I appreciated it, though, because anytime mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shocked by the show, I'm like, oh, good job. <laughs> yes, yes. So now so we cut, cut to two. the boys, yes, who are standing in front of this dingy bar uh, in the middle of literally nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Like, why yeah. is there a building here? Why is there this, like... Why is there a bar here? Why is there a drinking establishment there? Right, there. And there's cars in front. Yeah. There's people there. It's on the corner of, well, a crossroad. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, right at this intersection of two roads, but there's nothing else there. It's in fields. It's literally fields. Yeah. And this bar. Yeah. And in all of the small town America that I've either been in or lived in, there's no bar in the middle of a field. It's always no. in the town. Like it's right. You don't. That's where drive the customers there, are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Because who wants to drive to the middle of a field? <laughs> yeah. Potentially be murdered in a bar. Mm-hmm. Right. And then have to drive your way home. Yeah. Right. They're looking around, and all of a sudden, these hunters become horticulturalists. And they notice <laughs> flowers on the side like, of the road. Yes, but they know what flower it is. They know that it shouldn't be there just by happenstance. They're like, right. well, who hey, planted this yarrow? Yarrow. In the middle of all of these weeds. <laughs> I looked it up. I looked no, up I what did yarrow. Too. Yeah, okay, I did too. I came up with uh, it's good for a fever, a cold. Um, if you miss your period, <laughs> it's good for dysentery mm. um, and toothaches. Yes, it's generally the herb is used as more of a pain relief. I did come across a couple of things that said it could be used in ritual, but it was mostly for like, I guess you could call them love potions. Oh, like a, okay. love, a love spell, but I did not see anything that said anything about demon Conjuring, summoning or right. yeah. <laughs> and I do but, know that there's the the essential oil yarrow is pretty popular, but again, that's mostly used for creating balance or stability in your life, particularly if you have a major life change. If you're into <laughs> essential oils, then that's what it's for. But not, again, nothing about demons. <laughs> <laughs> If you put it in your if you put it in your diffuser, a demon will not show up. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, no, you'd have to add a you know a a cat's black cat's bone in a photo and stuff like that. Yes, good segue Um, because they do end up digging in the middle of the cross again. This is another moment where they just kind of know what's going on here. There was no research done. Like once once the the ten years kept popping up in these anecdotes, they were like, okay. Right. And plus they're at, they look and they're like, we're at a crossroad. The other thing about this, this particular bar on this road, these were gravel roads. This was not yeah. paved roads. This no. wasn't like, no, this wasn't just country roads. This was hell and gone. Yeah. <laughs> gravel 
crossroads. So realizing where they are, where the, you know, the yarrow and crossroads are like, well, do you, you think we're at the center of the crossroads? Let's dig. Yeah. And so they dig and they dig up this like tin, tin box that happens to have cat's bones in it. Um, It's got a picture of somebody in it. And I think it's got a jar of what they think is graveyard dirt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they, they're like, well, this has got to be graveyard dirt. If you know, someone's trying to summon a demon. Yes. They, yes, they recognize all of these things as not only summoning a demon, but summoning a demon to make a pact or a deal. Yeah. And <laughs> what does Dean say? Cause that always ends well. Like, that's a little personal truth about dad. Yeah. Right there. Right. But that's when it clicks for them. Aha. These are not just black dogs, but hellhounds. Hellhounds. Yes. Introducing Hellhound, which, by the way, frightening in every episode pretty much ever. I loved how they did the Hellhounds. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not to say spoiler because you, we're going to see hellhounds. It's supernatural. Right. Well, I mean, we do get a sneak peek at them in this next scene where we cut back oh. to the crazy paranoid woman in her hotel room who yes. is now hearing the dogs just like the flashback guy. Yeah, the hollow dog barking. The shaking of the door. Uh, she hides yep. behind that little like halfway wall that's in every single motel room yeah. that they ever I want I want to point out some some yeah. shitty camera work just for a second. They did this thing where it's like she's looking at the doorknob and so the camera shot looks at the doorknob and then there's a cut and then it looks at the doorknob and there's a cut and it looks at the it's this weird like it was just this weird transition that didn't work yeah. for me. It was like it was unnecessary and it's never been done in supernatural before as far as camera work goes. I mean, it was kind of like, you know how they do a, they'll take a picture of something, then you zoom in, you take another picture. So it's closer then you take another picture Mm. and you're closer. So you get that like as far away, it's close, it's close. It's right there. It's kind of how they did this shot. And I was like, Mm. why? It was unnecessary. It doesn't work. And it didn't tell the story of, of the dogs banging at the door. Yeah. But while she's staring at the door though, something smashes the window on the other side of the room. Yes. Because the door stops shaking. And yep. then she feels like compelled to stand up and she doesn't necessarily oh, make her way towards the door, but she relaxes just a touch. Yeah, like maybe it's gone. Yeah. Yes. And as her guard is down, yes, that is when something smashes through the window. And you don't see anything though. It's just the window just goes and smashes yep. in and she's covered mm-hmm. in glass and something is in there with her in the room. We yes. can't see it. No, and she is, gets she gets cornered in between the two beds of the room and the little yeah. nightstand that's in be, in between the beds, and you see her, her pant legs just start ripping to shreds, like claws like something yes. has clawed her. And you don't see the claw; you just see her pant legs. No, they're just invisible. Rip. Yeah, that was really cool. See, they went from yeah. shitty shot to super cool shot. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's terrified, and she you can you just know she's being torn to pieces. She's being clawed two pieces yeah because once they get once these invisible claws get done with her pant legs then it just starts ripping into her skin scream and then it looks like she's dragged away and that's the last thing you see is she's just dragged out of the shot and so the next chiron we see is another back in time mm-hmm. it goes back in time again this time to uh rosedale mississippi 1930 so it's is it the same guy it's the same guy from mm-hmm. the opener so now we're gonna see his story Mm, right? So it's even further back in time, right? Eight years prior to that. Mm-hmm. 
um, why he had eight years and everyone else. Yeah, had that 10 I years. yeah I don't know. That was just one of those. Like when I saw the date, I was like, mm. that had something to do with his act- his real life story. His real life, okay. Um, Robert Johnson's real life story. Yes. So, so we're back in time. This is the song that's playing over this is actually Robert Johnson's yeah song, and it's him playing and singing that song and this is the only recording of the song ever made mm-hmm. and they're playing it on supernatural yeah i thought that was super cool and it's a it's a song that eric clapton went on to adopt and mm-hmm. uh kind of make his own crossroads yeah, <laughs> crossroads cross- crossroad blues so i thought that was really cool yeah uh, so robert Johnson, this this man we now see standing at the crossroads, is a real life, was a real life blues player. It was said that um, based on, and and Dean hints at this later, that based Mm -hmm. on his songs and his song lyrics and just his unbelievable talent, that he actually did make a deal with the devil to give him this, this talent. Yes, because he, while he played guitar, he was not that good at it for a long time. And he would get essentially booed off of stage or people would be like, oh, my God, you really suck. Get that guitar out of that guy's hands. What are you (laughs) even doing? And then in 1930-ish, he disappeared for a while. Depending on what what story you're reading or which count you're reading, it's between six months to two years. He just kind of disappears for a while. And when he comes back... He is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely, like, out of this world, talented with the guitar. Not only the guitar, but singing along with it. He's just yeah. like, whoa, where did this come from? Right. His lyrics, his everything. Yes. And also, even guitar players now, they, <laughs> they're a little bit suspicious in the way that they believe that this is true. Because... <laughs> Guitar players are like, now, listen, I'm good at the guitar. I can confidently say that. I cannot play like that. Ever. <laughs> There's no way I could ever reach that level of talent. Of course he sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to buy it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, based on his songs, the name of his songs and just the, the lyrics, yeah, when in he came some, back. In some of his songs. It was all about making deals with the devil and uh, crossroads. and Yeah. So this is what this scene is showing here. This yes. little flashback scene in 1930s. There's this guy who technically we don't know is Robert Johnson yet, but he dug up a hole in the crossroads, put in a, a bag, covered it up. And then when he looks up, there's this beautiful Beautiful. Lady. Yes. Kind of like you rang. <laughs> yes. With red eyes. Yeah. But he doesn't seem at all perturbed. Not he, really. Like, like he, he knew what mm-hmm. he was doing when he did it. Yeah. He says he wants to be the best blues player that ever lived. And she says, okay. And he's like, so do we shake, shake on, on it? it? <laughs> and, and she leans in and just starts making Smooch. out with him. Yep. Yep. The next thing we see is is Dean and Sam at that same location. And my question is, because they're talking, they end up talking about, uh, you know, Robert Johnson. I'm like, mm-hmm. and how he went to the crossroads and did this. I'm like, do they know that they are standing in the exact same location that 
that Robert Johnson was at, they is all takes place at Lloyd's bar. Every single one of these demon deals happens at Lloyd's while Dean is waxing poetic about Robert Johnson and Sam. How do you not know his music? They're standing in the exact same location where I don't. Yeah. I don't think they did know that. Okay. I thought that was interesting. I was like, do they know they take the, uh, the tin, they take the photo out of the tin that they have just dug up, which obviously is not Robert Johnson's because that was buried in a bag. And that was, you know, it was a hundred years ago. uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, but they take this photo out and they're like, we need to find this guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see what he's done because they're good at what they do. <laughs> they're able to track down where this guy lives based on just his photo. And they go to his um, his house apartment, which they describe as like pretty run down. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, no one's no one's coming here. What did they uh, what did they say? They said no one is filming this for MTV Cribs, which is another <laughs> <laughs> A call back to how old this show is. <laughs> yes. But I also was like, how does he know what MTV Cribs is but doesn't know what MySpace, no MySpace. is? <laughs> right. But I thought it was kind of a cool looking house. Mm-hmm. You know, they walk in the front door. It's got a big like wide staircase that they walk up to where the mm-hmm. apartments are. But once they get up there and they're like, oh, you know, clearly this guy didn't make a deal for money. Like he didn't yeah. make a demon deal for money. And they're talking about, you know, how run down this place is. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was that bad a place, but maybe, you know, what do I know? Um, so they get to this guy's door and before they knock on the door, they notice that there's like, it looks like dirt or coffee grounds or something are across the threshold of the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does Dean say? He's like, is this pepper? Like maybe it's pepper. Yeah. That's what they think it is. And right at that moment, this guy opens the door. Like, he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you got yeah, the wrong like, spice. You reach, you reach for the wrong shaker there, pal, if you're trying to keep something <laughs> evil out. Right. And that's so here they, 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 yeah, they don't do a persona here. They just say, listen, we know that you got a hellhound after you and we want to help. Yep. And the guy's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. So he he lets them in because they're like, look something evil's after you and we know how to we can help you mm-hmm. so he lets mm-hmm. them in and he he actually tells them that it's not pepper or coffee grounds on the ground it's goofer dust mm-hmm. now they didn't know what goofer dust was i knew what goofer dust was because oh, yeah, you lived in louisiana yeah. yeah i didn't know what it was either <laughs> but um but also i did a show in uh in memphis and it was uh called scott joplin and Tremonisha, and it was a, like a ragtime opera mm-hmm. and there's a character in it who's selling goofer dust as a you know he's telling people that they need this protection mm-hmm. and so he, he's like a snake oil salesman and he's selling mm-hmm. them goofer dust you know, telling you that you need protection, telling you you need snake oil. And uh, I just thought that was really interesting. It was an evil doctor selling townspeople goofer dust. And so as soon as he said goofer dust, I was like, oh, opera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> goofer dust is actually um, a legitimate thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like anybody who believes in spells and incantations, um, mm-hmm. it is used to keep out evil. So... Um, and so this guy has goofer dust across his thresholds to keep the evil out. And clearly it's been working because he hasn't been taken by the hellhounds at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because he even mentions that there's only four minutes left of right. his deal. Right. And his, I'm just going to say this again. His apartment is freaking huge. It's this like exposed brick apartment. He's got paintings and artwork 
everywhere. And not saying it's a nice apartment, but it's big. <laughs> so this was the same apartment that was used in No Exit. Ah, see? The exposed brick and the exposed brick. I knew it. Yep. I knew it. They repurposed it. Uh, but so this guy is totally resigned to his fate, though. He's yeah. not actually at this point. He's not he's not like I need to keep them out forever. He's like, I just need to finish this last painting mm-hmm. and then I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah. I didn't get what I wanted out of this deal. Yeah. And so he was like, I should have asked for fame. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I got talent. I So I'm a great painter, but nobody wants my stuff. Yeah. And I'm tired. I'm tired of 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 hiding and being afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, what's to come. I, I'm just done. Look at yeah. this life. It's an, it's a terrible life I've lived. I just want to go. Yeah. Cause he's still lonely. He's still broke. Yeah. He's like, it he wasn't does, worth it. Yeah. He wasn't worth it. He also mentions though, cause Dean is okay. So Sam is being Mr. Sympathy, Sam, you know, being like, listen, man, we can help you. We got this. We can do this. If we just work together. Dean is just an asshole. <laughs> like, he's very pointed. Like, uh, George is like, yeah, I did it. And Dean's like, yeah, you did, dumbass. You know, yeah. he's like, no patience Major bed. whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Major bed. You, you should lay in it. Yeah. But he does ask, like, why the hell did you even do this? And George says, I was weak. You know, I had, yeah. a, I had a moment of weakness and I just wanted my life to be great because who doesn't? Right. I didn't know that the demon was just going to hang around there for a while. Yes. Like, the demon didn't leave, and it just kept making deals. Yeah, it didn't just kiss him and disappear. Stayed at the bar and, like, talked people up, which yeah. I went, aha. So maybe the doctor uh, mm-hmm. didn't go looking for this. She was approached by the demon yeah. who offered it to her, and she took it. Yeah. Which is different yeah. than somebody making, you know, going and deliberately calling uh, a crossroad demon. Right. Um, and, same with uh, the architect. Yeah. And same with this fourth person because fourth George person. has been yeah. keeping up with them. Yeah. He's like, and then there was this other guy because he, he knows the architect who killed himself, the doctor lady who's disappeared. Yeah. And But there was this other guy uh, who was a super nice guy and, uh, you know, he's still around, but I've kind of lost track of, of him. And didn't know what he asked for either. Right. So I have a question for you, Sammy. This is a, this is an art. This is me asking Sammy, the artist, a question. Okay. When Sam and Dean get as much information out of this guy as they can, and he's just resigned to just like, just go, you know, Uh go do your thing. As they leave him, he picks up his palette and his paintbrush and he goes to work on the one painting he wants to finish before mm-hmm. before he goes. Does it bother you as an artist when you see somebody pick up a palette and like fake paint on a painting? <laughs> because clearly he was this was a finished painting and he picks up his little palette. He dabs the paintbrush into something and then he looks at his painting like, how do you know it's finished? Where do I, no, hold on. Where do, where should I put this? He gave the, gave that look of where should I now put this? Don't you know when you're going to go paint something? You don't. So you don't mix, you don't find your color. Well, you find your color, but you never know when it's going to be finished. You really don't. There's always a point. It's just like, I can make this better. 
I can make this better because I can put the little detail here. I can make a little highlight here. Maybe I'll add like a little pop of color. Maybe that'll do something to it. No, you never, ever know when something is going to be finished. finished. Okay, let me rephrase. (laughs) I mean, yes, I know. I accept that answer 100%. Um, That's not, not what I was going for. Okay, also... If he's working with oil paints, and the reason why he needs a couple more days is because oil paint takes for fucking ever to dry. It's sometimes Uh, you people could be working on an oil painting for months, if not maybe years sometimes, depending on the scale and the amount of layers that you put on. So if he's working in layers, like maybe this is just layer number six out of seven, and he is adding a little bit more. So yes, maybe it looks good the way it is now. But sure, but uh, you don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the artist. I'm not, I don't know what what's in his mind's eye. I just, yeah. for me, it looked very stagey. Like you know, I'm an actor who's going to go do a brush. Oh well, yeah, there and, was that. And when he and when that. he goes and does it, of course, no paint comes off. There's nothing yeah. actually happens. So that's what I was asking. Is like, as an artist, does it ever bother you that you to see, see fake painting? And it's it's minuscule, and they actually yeah. did it quite. It was fine, but it was I'm fine because it wasn't like he was making giant paintbrush right. strokes, to, right? Where it was like this is very obviously fake. No, he did just like a tiny little, little boop, detail boop. thing where yeah. you couldn't really tell whether there was actually paint on it or not. Okay. It's not like when we're uh, <laughs> sitting on the wings of, of Tosca and Cavaradossi <laughs> is sitting there painting this giant portrait, and, and there's nothing yeah, happening. Nothing. It's, it's painted. Yes. 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 So. Thank you for that. I didn't know if that if that if that's something that you notice, I guess, is my question is like, do those do those types of moments ever bring you out because, you know, no, because I was honestly just like, I wonder what else he wants to do to that painting. You know, it's just like, I kind (laughs) of liked it the way it was. What's it going to look like in a couple of days? Well, I'm glad I asked the question then because you had a completely different response to that one moment. I love that. So next thing we see um, is a guy that we haven't met yet. And I'm assuming he's at home, Evan, because we hear his wife call him Evan. Before we hear Evan's wife call, we hear the dogs. He's in like his home office or something. And we hear that that hollow dog barking and he looks up and he doesn't seem surprised, but Mm -hmm. he does seem scared. Yeah. And then his beautiful wife walks in and, uh, you know, he's kind of like, well, have a good time. Go, 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 go. You should, you should go now. You should go. And she's like, are you trying to get rid of me? (laughs) Clearly he's trying to get rid of her, you know, why? Well, because he's scared. He knows that these dogs are barking for him. He must know the date. And he's like, you know, I love you. I'll always love you. He gives her a hug. And, uh, as she's, as she goes to say, bye, honey, her face does the ghoul change. And that again, took me by surprise. Yeah, it really creeped me out. She turned into the same ghoul face that uh-huh. uh, the the hotel guy did, and it's because I forgot about the effect. And I so did it's, too, and it's so I it totally, totally did too. Me. I was like, oh yeah, uh, shit. yeah. Oh, oh, it's that. It's not yeah. a like jump scare moment. It's just a oh oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a genuinely scary moment. And Sam and Dean show up at their door. Did you notice as they were walking up the uh, the front the front sidewalk to the house? There's a "Beware of Dog" sign. I on did. The fence. I did. <laughs> it's a nice little touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they knock on the door, and Evan he opens the door, 
And Dean is like, not subtle, very pointedly being like, oh, have seen any hellhounds lately or something like that. What did he say? <laughs> oh, he mentions Lloyd's. It's like, oh. He's like, has the- he ever been to Lloyd's bar? Yeah. Yes. Which makes Evan just slam the door in his face. Nope. You know, you nope. hear him lock it. running up the stairs yeah yeah and sam just looks dean like seriously that was your big idea yeah exactly Uh, and then dean just kicks in the door dean kicks in the front door which i kind of liked goes up the stairs and they they hear another door close yeah yeah Dean goes to kick it again, and Sam is like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's too much. Too much. Here, let's just turn the door. Open the door. Open the door. (laughs) (laughs) And he's still wearing his cast. Uh, Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. That was like, he must have had the worst injury ever. Either that or they were just like slamming out these episodes like week after week. Yeah, they must have been. They walk into the room, not kicking in the door. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you know, come out. We don't want to hurt you. And so Evan comes out. What'd you do? We know you made a deal with the demon. You know, what'd you do? Yeah. And again, we have Sympathy Sam and Douchebag Dean. Yeah. You know, just being <laughs> attacking him from either or Dean attacking yeah. him and Sam being like, oh, no, what can we do to help? You know? Yeah. And the, and the guy's like, my wife had cancer. And I made a deal to save her life. And Sam is crushed by this. I'm Sam. She's like, oh, God, you know, sympathetic Sam. And Dean's like, yeah, but you still made a deal with the devil. He's like, first he thought he was like, oh, you wanted the hot wife is what he initially said. He's like, oh, you did it to get to get the girl. Yeah. He just says my wife when they ask him what was the deal for. And that's that's so sad that that's where Dean goes yeah. He's always, it's just he's, sad. Oh, he's always accusatory. Yeah. Yeah. He was and that way with, um, with the, with the zombie chick too. Yeah. Whatever that episode was. Yeah. With the dad. Uh, children with shouldn't dad. play with yeah. dead things. Yep. He was totally yep. attacking the dad and being accusatory yep. there as well. And he, and he's still not really moved. He's still not, not really, really. Moved. He, he moves from, instead of you made this bed, it was, how does you it going to affect her? You still did this for you, yeah. Yeah. Now she has to live without you when you're taken, and she also has to live with this knowledge that you sold your soul to save right. her. The guilt that you've just given her, and now the sadness that she's going to have to live without you and be live knowing that you died for her. It's like, yeah. well, how fair is that? Did you think about that? No, selfish, selfish. Little little bit of dad rage there, Dean. Yeah, no kidding. Which which Sam points out not a few minutes later when they go out to form the plan where Dean gives Sam the bag of goofer dust that George had given them. Oh, George, right. And it says, you stay here, protect Evan with this dust. I'm going to go summon the demon and make a deal with her to save Evan's life. Mm-hmm. An exerciser. I'm going to trap her. Don't worry. It's fine. I got this. I'll just trap her and exercise her. Easy peasy. <laughs> and Sam's like, you're dumb. I know exactly what's <laughs> going on here. Like, you're not going to do this. And I know you've got your panties in a bunch ever since we realized that it was a crossroads demon. Yep. And it's because I've been thinking it too, that this is what dad did. This is what dad did. Yep. And it's the first time that this has been mentioned now. Like, yeah. Out- loud they figured out that somehow dean is alive 
because of something that dad did. Like he just dropped dead in the middle of nowhere, you know, right. good health. No he reason. was fine. Yes. Yes. But Dean is still there. So he's already racked with guilt about that, but they still didn't know why. And then here is where they kind of are threading together the, the reason of why that had yep. happened. Yeah. So Dean decides to go back to the crossroads and summon the demon um, that made the deal with Evan to see if he can uh, undo it, at least to buy Evan some time. Yeah. Because once the demon's exercised, they just go back to hell and then they'd have to find their way back out again. So maybe they could find some time to figure out how to save Evan for real. And that's, it's not the best plan. And, uh, and Sam's like, "Um, I'm not, not really sure this is the way to go, but that's the only way to go. So Sam stays with Evan Mm -hmm. to help protect him from anything that's coming at him. And Sam and Dean goes to the crossroads to summon the demon that made the deal with Evan. Yeah. So Sam, you know, fills in the the door and window cracks with the goofer dust as he would with salt in any other kind of occasion, forms a circle with it and tells Evan, do not move from the circle. (laughs) Stay here. (laughs) It's so so funny that after he makes the circle, this isn't funny because the dogs are now, the dogs are there. The the hellhounds are there and they're like pounding on the doors and barking and growling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, Dean, as Sam doesn't see them, I don't think he even hears them because he's like, where are they? Where are he they? Doesn't, I don't think he definitely doesn't hear them because Evan, you can see him like yeah. really freaking out. And Sam asks him, he's like, where are you like, hearing this are- from or something right. like that? But when the door starts shaking, I did have a question at first. Is like, can he? I think Not he can see, see the, it. Also? I think he can see it because first it was the barking and the sounds, and then when the when it started to physically like move the door, that's when Sam casually steps into the circle. Yeah, with Evan, I'm just gonna stay here just in case. So meanwhile, while that's happening, Dean has uh, you know made his own little summoning box, buried it, uh, and almost fake animal ID card. <laughs> and almost right away after he like covers it up with dirt, here comes this other beautiful woman. Gorgeous one. And it's different. She's different than the original. Than the Robert Johnson Dean. one. Yeah. Yeah. But gorgeous. And she knows all about Dean. Yeah. She she's not just she's not just like, who are you and why did you summon me? She's like, Dean Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Dean offers his life. For Evans. He's like, yeah. I'm not here for a deal for me. I'm here to take on his. Evan lives mm-hmm. and you take me instead. And the demon is like, oh, like father, like son. Yeah. You know, your life for somebody else's. Yes. So that was definite confirmation. Yeah. Just like, like oh, shit. Yep. He did do it. So she knows. She knows. This demon knows John's deal. Yeah. Um, so he tries to then lure her to his car. He's like, okay, well, maybe we should make this a little bit more private. Let's just do this in my car. Yeah, because there's but- so many people wandering around the crossroads. <laughs> it was like a flirty type of thing. It was, <laughs> it was an interesting dynamic. But before she gets into the car, she notices below it the devil's trap. She sees yep. like the little outline. The outline. Mm-hmm. She's like, yep. are you kidding me? Yeah. You think I'm stupid? She threatens to tear him limb from limb, but yep. then says, no, you know what? I'd rather, like, 
watching you be miserable, knowing for sure that your dad gave his soul for your life. And now you have this guilt for it because it's your fault. It's your fault that he gave had his to soul. do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I was watching Sam, uh, yeah, going to Sam, cause the next scene we see is Sam back in the apartment with Evan. Uh, my question was, why didn't he like pour salt down? I know we had the goofer dust, but it's like, if they know salt works, why didn't they just use salt? I don't, maybe they were just so impressed with the fact that George was still there mm -hmm. you know, and not really being bothered. Cause and he does say was... like, there's only four minutes left and there were right. no dogs around. Uh, but I'm not sure. I guess it was just a, oh, we have this. I guess we'll just use it. We'll just use it. It seems to be working for George. So yeah. we'll, just, we'll just use it. But that was just one of my, huh. Do we have to change the name of our, our podcast to like Goofer Dust and Burn This? <laughs> Maybe just for this episode. <laughs> Nobody will get it. So the demon, going back to uh, Dean and the demon, the demon offers to give john's life back she's yeah. she's not she's not budging on evan but she offers to give john's life back uh -huh. in in trade for dean because dean was supposed to die and john wasn't so the natural order of things should have been dean dies john lives and she's like i'm yes. willing well she walks away you know she's like too bad because you could have made a deal for what you really wanted ah uh, uh, okay which is your dad because i could bring him back and she starts to walk away and you can see Dean's, like, that struck a chord of weakness. There was Dean's moment of weakness. So George had his, right? He was weak right. and he wanted his life to mean something. Right. Dean's weakness is his father. It's like, wait, what? I could have him back? Yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's talk yeah. this through. Now we jump back to Evan and Sam. And I, I wrote, now Sam can see the effects of the hellhound. He can see... The, the scratching and the claw marks on the on the floor it, it like pops it bursts open a an air vent or something and yeah somehow it stops shaking at the door because the door has the is blocked by the goofer the, the, the line of goofer dust right and it pauses for a minute there's nothing and then evan hears it coming from the vent right because again sam can't hear it so he keeps asking evan just like do you Where hear it now it? yeah um yeah but then you can definitely see it because it pops open the vent cover. The chair that was in front of the vent moves. This dog is still invisible. Right. Uh, but it's physically affecting things in the room. Yes. Yeah. Like the claw. You see it's like digging its claws into the floor, into the floor. step by step. Getting yep. closer to the it circle. Can't, but it still can't pass the circle though. Mm -hmm. It's like clawing around the circle. Cut back to Dean and the demon. He's hemming and hawing a little bit about like, well, what is this going to mean if if I give my soul for dad? Yes. And she's selling it to him. She's like, listen, yeah. this was he was supposed to live. I can give him back. He can live a nice, long, natural life as he was supposed to. You can have 10 you, more years with him. Yes. You were supposed to die. But here, yeah. I'm giving you 10 extra years. You can yeah. have all the Winchester fam back together again for 10 long years. That's like a lifetime. And then you'll die like the like you should have. Right. But just 10 years later, you still get 10 years, baby. Yeah. She gets and to a certain point, And then he turns around and says, I don't think I'll Did you throw in a deal. set of steak knives? Yes, also? exactly. So he's been bullshitting her. Mm -hmm. And she looks up to see because she's like one. They've wandered under like a water a water tower, 
Yeah. And she looks up to see that she's now trapped. He's painted a devil's trap, not only under his car, but also under this water tower. Yeah. Smarty and Pants so Dean. She, yep. Now she's trapped. And he starts an exorcism. Yeah. Busts out the rosary. He's like, all right. Yep. Well, now that you're here, we're yep. going to have a talk. <laughs> and she's like, don't you dare. Yeah. Uh, and he starts it. And once he starts the exorcism there, back in the apartment, now there's like wind blowing in the apartment. And I think it's because of the exorcism. Yeah, that's um, what I gather too. Because otherwise, you know, why? And so it's it's getting windy. The dog is barking. And you see the, the goofer dust starting to blow. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it blows a crack in the circle. And Sam's yeah. like, Circle's broken, run. <laughs> we, yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. And so they run, they they run out of that room and they lock themselves into another room or a closet of some yeah, kind. Yeah, so somehow they get behind a door barricade and and yep. shut and lock the door and try and hold off the dog hold there. Physically. And uh, the demon finally relents. She's like, okay, 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 okay. Stop, stop with the exorcism. I'll do it. I'll, I'll give Evan's life back. And Dean's like, so, do we shake on it? (laughs) (laughs) And she kisses him, and he's actually perturbed by this, which I Mm -hmm. guess she slips him the tongue, and he's not not having that. And does he release her then? No, he threatens not to. She's just like, okay, deal's done. I made I held my end of the deal. Now you hold up yours. And he's like, How do I know you're telling the truth? And she's very like, No, these are the rules. My yeah. word is my bond. This yep. this is now a pact, period. And he kind of steps back, holds up the rosary again, like, you like, know, I could just keep going. I could just Right. Or I could just walk away and leave you here trapped. Yeah. And that's when the demon's like, you know. Eventually I will make my way back up from hell. If you exercise me, and the mm-hmm. first thing I'm going to do is flay Evan Hudson. And that's when he's like, oh, okay, fine. And then breaks a board from the bottom of the water tower, breaking the devil's trap circle. And then oh, she leaves. Okay. And then she's like, you know, you would have never have done that had you known where your dad really is. She's telling him about John being tortured Mm-hmm. And suffering in hell. And just as Dean, like, takes a step towards her. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, the it's like the demon is pulled out of uh, the girl's body. Yeah, I think he was going to, like, continue the exorcism. He was just like, I'll mm-hmm. just put you back, you know, I'll yeah. send you to hell anyway or something like that. Yeah. But before and he can get close, yes, the, the demon smoke leaves the chick. Yeah, and I my question was, did... Did that have? Did she leave voluntarily, or was yes. she yanked out of that body? No, oh, you think I think she left, I think she left voluntarily could... before he could do anything to send her back okay. to hell. Because he looked shocked at the same time, like it, like he looked slightly taken aback by how abruptly, yeah, the demon smoked out of that girl's body. Because she was no longer held by the devil's trap, she could then leave. The demon could leave. Right, gotcha. Leaving this poor like confused girl girl being like where am i what happened what am i doing here yes this poor beautiful girl i didn't see dean like react to her like oh gotta help this poor helpless no (laughs) i think they they did like a time jump cut yep kind of thing yeah because once once they started making out you know when they when they sealed the deal with the kiss back to sam and evan 
the dog just stops. Mm. Right. So they're Until in the it's room. Just silence. Okay. Silence. They kind of wait for a while. I guess it it worked. So then we've cut to a little bit in the future. Sam and Dean are in the car on their way out and to their next destination. Dean has obviously just told Sam the whole story because they're talking about it after the fact. And he says, wow, he really did do it. Meaning dad. Meaning yep. dad really did make the deal with the devil. You don't think that, do you think this demon was lying? And you know, they're just kind of uh, no. decompressing all of this. And Dean is upset because that whole chase, dad spent his whole life chasing the yellow-eyed demon. And instead of going down in a fight, he went down bargaining with that son of a bitch. Yep. And he thinks, and now that's his legacy. The The, the mark that he left on this world is he uh, succumbed to a demon. Willingly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. He had options and he didn't. He just made a deal. He he kissed, he kissed the demon. Yeah. You know? I thought it was interesting while they're in the car, like when Sam and Dean were talking, there was like blues music playing. Mm -hmm. And then to like change the, I guess, change the subject or whatever, like Dean was done talking, he clicks the radio and it turns to like rock. Yeah. And I was like, did he change the station or did he turn on the radio? Like what music were we hearing? Like was the blues music in their car or was the blues music for us? I think the blues music was for us. I'm pretty sure. I just thought that was an interesting segue before he did that did that sam was trying to make things better but like no dad's legacy is how many lives he has saved and is continuing to save through us right but we saved evan hudson's life because of the things that dad taught us so that's his legacy yeah and then he asks dean you weren't really going to make that deal with the demon were you to bring dad back and as an answer Dean turns up the radio. Like, because I have to say, it was pretty inscrutable. I mean, there mm. were, in the moments when he was, like, walking under the water tower, you kind of knew that mm-hmm. he was he was done thinking. He had his plan, and he was doing his plan. Yeah. But there were moments that you couldn't tell if he was going to make a deal. Yeah, if he was changing his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to get to get Dad back. It, it was, so that was, like, he, he probably was thinking it yeah and he hates being called out on on that so off they drive to to the music and silence and once again dean cuts off any conversation that they could any meaningful conversation that they could have and then supernatural did something they've never done before never done before and i don't remember it happening again after this in any other season i don't either doesn't mean it didn't but right Definitely threw me for a loop. I was like, what is this that's going on here? Yeah. But they did the opposite of a recap. And then it jumps to clips of two different episodes. Not just like coming soon in this next episode. So it must have been like a season break, you know, when they have like the few weeks in between a season. Sure. Sure. So speaking uh, of the next episode, <laughs> yeah. it was weird, but it made me want to watch. That's the thing. I was like, yeah. they hooked me. They absolutely hooked me because it's like, you know, soon. And then you see like Dean and the Impala and guns and they're playing the music. Now you're messing with a son of a bitch. And yeah. it, it was all very in your face and aggressive and I intense. Know. We see, yeah, we see Ellen back from the roadhouse. She's talking to them again. 
there's viruses and there's like guys lining the streets with guns there's a car chase or like not a car chase but like the like dean's driving the impala some guys hold on to the side of it and gets knocked off the side of the car yes um and then it ends with dean saying dad told me something about you and and sam's like, like sam's like what do you say see the fear and the anticipation in his eyes and then black out credits yep which made me immediately jump to the next episode (laughs) which i I told myself i would never do but i did (laughs) i did and and i'm sorry i did i'm sorry to you that i did it's okay i've done it before too now you're messing with a son of a bitch Um, um, and I do just want to say Eric Kripke was so excited to make this episode because one of his first, I think it was a screenplay, was about Robert Johnson. Like he's obsessed with this legend oh, of Robert Johnson. I was and, wondering where this came from. No, it's like one of his things that he's really into. And he had been trying to find a way to incorporate it into Supernatural, but it's hard because it's in the past and they weren't, spoiler alert, yet traveling back in time. <laughs> so he didn't know how to do this. But he was like, but then Sarah had this like grand idea of what if we just make like the Crossroads demon a thing that is happening now? Like the Crossroads demon comes back, but we throw oh. in like the scenes Robert. of Robert Johnson in there and then we just continue that story that way that's um, what an amazing hook because it fit perfectly yeah it fit perfectly and i didn't know initially um about robert johnson i wasn't familiar with his his music or even that he was a blues legend yeah i didn't Um, either so the fact that they were able to basically create this episode around him and Mm -hmm. his music and his his own legend and connection to the supernatural right is amazing yeah that's that's brilliant way to go sarah i mean brilliant she's the best and she got to introduce again we said this origin story yes of the crossroads demon the crossroads as we know is far bigger than (sighs) anything mentioned in this season yes and I mean, it, which, which this is what makes it exciting for us because we know down the road what's coming. Yeah, we know yeah, what's coming like, down oh, the road. Oh, here was the beginning. Here was the first. Yes, one. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like the first time you see like Dean and and he calls you know the Impala baby. You're like, yes, yeah, baby. You know, and I was like, yes, crossroads. Although she did, Sarah did not want to make the dog invisible. But Eric said, oh. that's going to look stupid. You need, you know, it's just going to look like a big shaggy dog. Right. Make it invisible. It's going to be scarier. And she was hesitant right. at first. And then when she saw it, she's like, oh, okay, fine. You're right. Well, <laughs> but that's the same thing with Jaws. The reason Jaws was yeah. such a scary movie is because you never saw the shark. Right. All you needed was the music and you just knew. Mm-hmm. So Kripke was right. Yep. The Crip. <laughs> the Crip. <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for crossroad blues 
Please make sure to follow us, rate us, subscribe to us on all platforms that you can listen to podcasts and rate podcasts if that's available to you. Also, please make sure to follow us and uh, engage with us on all of our social media stuff. We're at Salt and Burn This Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Salt and Burn This on Twitter. Feel free to like the videos if you like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. We make tons. Well, Valerie makes tons of awesome little gifts. They're really cute and fun. They're shareable, memeable, I think. <laughs> and then we will see you next week for Croatoan. Croatoan. Which is going to be a big one, I think. Yeah, now you're messing with a son of a bitch. bitch. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.